You're listening to the Get the Pancake Podcast, helping volleyball coaches have their best season yet. Hi, coaches. It's Whitney from the Get the Pancake Podcast. This is a podcast for volleyball coaches. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about finding the Goldilocks zone when you're running your practices. That means we want to be challenging our players at just the right level, not running drills that are too difficult that they can't achieve their goals and grow, but not so easy that we're not challenging them. I thought this was an important topic to discuss because sometimes it can be really difficult to know whether we're moving ahead too quickly or if we're holding our players back. Especially in the beginning of the season, we want to push ahead and make sure that our team is ready for competition, has an edge over our opponents. But if we skip fundamentals, that will eventually make itself clear later in the season. And that is definitely not the time when we want to be falling behind and reverting back to focusing on the basics like passing platform or approach footwork or any of those basics, we don't want to skip ahead too quickly and have to focus on those again later. However, if you're spending too much time at practice working on the basics, our players are going to get bored and they're not going to be as engaged in practices as we would like them to be. So this podcast episode is all about finding that Goldilocks zone is what I'm going to call it, where the drill is just right. It's just challenging enough for the majority of your players, yet they're struggling enough that you know you are pushing them and helping them grow. My guess is that every coach goes through this every year because every team is different and has different needs. So coaches, it doesn't matter how experienced you are, it's all about your players and the collection of individuals on your team. That's why so much coaching information is very broad and general because we can't be giving exactly accurate information to you as a coach because every team is different every year. And although I can't tell you specifically what your team needs to work on right now at this very moment and when they need to move on to the next skill. I'm going to spend some time talking about how to identify when a drill is too challenging, when it's too easy, and when they're in that perfect sweet spot. In order to run a drill that is just perfect for your team, I think it's really important to pick drills that allow for variation and adjustments. Most of the drills that are on getthepancake.com do have variations listed at the end so that you can challenge your team at just the right level. For example, you may read through a drill and it might seem too easy, but don't forget to scroll down to the bottom where those variations are because that will show you how to make it more difficult. Maybe the drill is at an eighth grade level or a freshman level, and if you go down to the variations, you'll find something that makes it a JV or a varsity level. At the same time, there are probably gonna be some variations that make it more of a fifth grade level. So just keep that in mind whenever you're looking at drills on getthepancake.com, whether they seem to be at the right level or not for your players, always check the end of the article for those variations. 
because we want to make sure as we're running our practices that we're focusing on the right skills at the right time and that we're laying a solid foundation. If you're doing that, then your team will most likely achieve what my main definition of success is, which is growth. Growth as individuals and as a team. We're looking for consistent progress. If you're running drills at the right level, you're also going to be having fun because when you're getting better, you have fun and you feel happy. I am sort of obsessed with the personal development and have been hearing consistently that the absence of pain does not equal happiness. In fact, you get pretty bored if you're just staying the same, staying comfortable, and this applies to your players too. They need to find the right level of pain or challenge in a drill in order to get better. We'll talk about that in just a minute, but I also want to point out that you're going to have a higher level of engagement in practice if the difficulty of each drill or skill is just right. No one's perfect and we'll yo-yo between too easy and too challenging. Coaching really is an art form and there has to be an immense amount of awareness in order to do that well as you gain experience this will become easier. So what can we do about this challenge? How do we know when our drills are too hard or too easy? And when are they in that Goldilocks zone of being just right for our team? Let's start with when a drill is too hard. Here's what it's going to look like. For starters, it's not going well. <laughs> Let's say that we're trying a new game to end practice with. If you're like me, you probably found a video or a drill diagram online and it looked so cool. Not only cool, but organized and fast paced and it just seemed perfect for your team. So we take those drills to practice and we're excited to see our team just rock the drill and end practice on a high note, except once things get going, there are a lot of drop balls and players standing around. And I know I always think to myself, oh, that's okay. It's a new drill that happens sometimes. But after about three to four minutes, you really feel like you're forcing the drill. Maybe at first you can explain it away as, well, the players just don't know the drill yet. But after they've had enough time to get the hang of what they're supposed to do and they're not doing it, that is a flashing red light saying, alert, alert, this drill is too hard. At least at the moment, it's too difficult. As an example, maybe they are supposed to initiate the drill with a serve, but the serve keeps going into the net or out of bounds. Or maybe the same person is receiving the ball over and over and your servers were supposed to mix it up. Perhaps your passers are repeatedly shanking the ball or just popping it up at best. Your setter might look confused and or exhausted from chasing down bad passes. And most likely, your hitters are going to look bored and frustrated because they're waiting for that third contact. And if the first and second aren't really going well, they're not going to have a lot to do. Or you might be running a skill-focused drill where your team is working on transition and passing to target. Let's say that your goal for the team is to get five passes in a row before moving on to a second progression. Maybe you have even more planned and think that this will be really easy for them. But after 10 minutes, they have only gotten to three in a row twice. And quite frankly, there's no end in sight. They started the drill out looking determined, but now they all look 
miserable, frustrated, and guilty when they mess up, which is pretty often if the drill is too hard. Trust me, I am all for challenging players, but you know a drill is too hard when you find yourself repeatedly saying, it's okay guys, we can do this, and you're not even sure if you believe it. Let's just face it, if this is what the drill looks like, then it is too hard on this particular day with your team's current skill level. I would say your options are to either make adjustments to make the drill easier or move on. There are coaches out there who will go with the classic, we're gonna do this until you get it. And that might work for some of you, but this has never worked for me. And in my opinion, I'd rather spend the next 20 minutes of practice in that Goldilocks zone, or at least closer to it, which we'll talk about in just a minute, rather than continue the misery of trying to reach some arbitrary goal just for the sake of reaching it. With that passing example, what does five passes in a row mean? Well, it doesn't really mean anything. It's just the number that we picked. Unless you are working on mental toughness and have specific strategies that you're teaching your players, I would say cut your losses and move on. Okay, so that's when a drill is too hard. I'm gonna say that's probably the easiest to identify because you're gonna be feeling pretty frustrated the whole time that that drill is going on. Uh, what about when a drill is too easy? This is harder to notice because it's not as frustrating to watch. However, there are a few major signs that a drill is too easy for your team. And the first indicator is that there's a lot of standing, laughing, light jogging, and conversing. If you hear your players catching up with each other about what happened in history class that day or talking about their plans with their family for next weekend, the drill is not hard enough. I'm all for players bonding, but that can happen before and after practice, not in the middle of a drill. Another sign that the drill is too easy is that you reach your goal early and the players are barely sweating, if at all. I posted a drill, it's called serve and chase. It's pretty self-explanatory. You serve it and then you chase the ball. That's on getthepancake.com. I put that up a week or two ago. And if I were to give an average freshman aged team the goal of eight serves over and in in two minutes, I would probably have at least half of the team asking, coach, what do we do when we're done? And that would be about a minute in. So that's too easy. In this particular drill, I do recommend doing a few rounds. So if I notice that the first round is too easy, I could at least pump up their goal to something like 12 serves over and in or change it to eight serves down the line if I want them to be working on control. You'll always have a couple of players who are above average and who will make most drills look easy. You're not basing the success of a team drill on those players. However, if you have three or four or more players finishing early or laughing throughout a drill, then the intensity needs to be pumped up. Again, this is where you make adjustments, make it more difficult, or just scrap it and move on to something else. Because doing the same thing over and over again, especially if it's too easy, is literally a waste of practice time. And that is pretty precious. So now that we know what we don't want our drills to look like, what should we be shooting for? Well, reflecting on some of my favorite practices and favorite drills that I've seen with my teams, I think there are four components to a good drill in this Goldilocks zone. 
The first is constant movement. Even with slower drills, like when everyone is warming up their arm or serving individually, there should still be a lot of movement. You don't have to be sprinting back and forth across the gym, but sort of always engaged in the drill. We want to minimize standing and waiting in line if it can be avoided. I know not every drill incorporates players running everywhere or moving at all times, and sometimes we do need to slow down the pace of the drill or have players get into lines, especially if we have a bigger roster or something like that. But if we can minimize that, that is ideal. An exception might be when you're teaching new skills, you might want to slow down the drill, and that is necessary. But let's keep it to a minimum. The second component of that Goldilocks zone is focus. Your players are not being distracted by each other, and communication between them is either a part of the drill or about keeping the drill going. So you don't have anyone chatting about what they're going to have for dinner tonight or talking about the dance coming up. They're saying, hey, go get that ball. Give me the ball. My, mine, mine. Pass it here. You know, just drill talk, general communication that we want to hear on the court. Okay, so first was constant movement. Second was focus. Number three is going to be flow. And that is sort of like constant movement, but this is more about the pace of the team in general as opposed to each individual, which is that constant movement piece. So this may be a little slow at first if you're running a new drill or teaching a new skill, but you're finding that the drill is running as expected. It's flowing. There aren't too many mistakes that are slowing it down, yet there's still a small struggle to reach the goal. You've got them operating in that perfect zone of comfort while trying to push themselves just a little further to reach a new level of performance. And the last element of this Goldilocks zone is when you can finally relax while coaching. Let me explain. I don't mean that you're sitting down with your feet kicked up type of relaxed. I mean that you're relaxed because you're not constantly reminding players what to do or encouraging them because it's too hard. And yet you have something to say. You are still coaching them because they do need a few small adjustments here and there. When the drill is too easy, you could literally just sit back and watch and they could essentially run it themselves. So if the players need you for small adjustments, but not to keep the drill running, that's going to be when you can relax into coaching, give pointers every other contact, and not be constantly rattling off words of encouragement, changes that they need to make, or getting frustrated. You're relaxed and you're helping. So there you have it, folks. That is how you can identify if your drills are too challenging, not challenging enough, or even better, if they're in that sweet spot, the Goldilocks zone. Again, those four things that we're looking for are constant movement by each individual, focus of all of your players, flow for the team as a whole, and then the ability to relax while coaching. As I mentioned towards the beginning of this podcast, most of the drills on getthepancake.com have variations that give you different ways to adjust them to make them more or less challenging. I will say that there is an art to all of this. Even experienced coaches will run drills that are too challenging or too easy from time to time. 
Every team is a new team, so there will be a learning curve with each group. As you gain more experience, you'll get better at walking this tightrope, being able to find the balance between too difficult and too easy. Honestly, how your team performs could be different from day to day, so just because they struggle with something one day, don't throw out that drill. Wait until your team grows a bit and consider revisiting it in the future when they've developed skills and confidence that will allow them to tackle the drill again. In my experience, they'll almost always perform the drill at a much higher level and be impressed with their growth the second time around. And that is a great confidence boost. When you're running drills in that Goldilocks zone, you're slowly marching your team towards improvement. We're not sprinting ahead and then having to turn around because we forgot something. And we're not stuck getting frustrated because we're not moving forward. It's a slow, steady march. So to summarize, I want you to give every drill at least three to four minutes before you make the judgment of whether it's too easy or too challenging for your group. If you decide something's a little off, that's when I want you to consider adjustments you could make. Give it a little extra time if it's a brand new drill, but they should have it within that amount of time. If your adjustments still don't meet the skill level of your group, move on and possibly use a revised version of that drill in the future. Thank you so much for listening to the Get the Pancake podcast. If you enjoy these free coaching talks through the podcast, please consider writing a review or sharing your favorite episodes with a friend. As the podcast grows and as the website grows, more and more coaches are going to be exposed to new ideas and learn new ways or different ideas of how to better relate with their players and how to better coach their players. And just by taking the simple action of leaving a review or sharing this podcast on social media is going to help get more coaches interested in their own self-development, ultimately helping more players, which is my goal and the goal of Get the Pancake. Once again, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have an incredible week. And I look forward to having you back for the next episode.